The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows. Hi, I'm Andrew Hermes, and you're listening to The Secrets of Marvel's What If, where we will discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings of this Disney Plus streaming show. Joining me today is Mike Dents. Hi, Mike. Hey, Andrew. Good to be here. Awesome. Uh, It's just us two tonight. We'll be discussing this animated series uh, from Marvel Studios. Um, And just to let you know before we kick things off, to follow Secrets of Movies and TV Shows, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, your favorite podcast app, or YouTube. Um, and if you if you are going to follow on YouTube, hit that bell on uh, hit that bell to get the notifications. Um, so yeah, what if it's a animated series uh, that premiered on the Disney Plus streaming service, and it's based on the Marvel comic series of the same name. It's the fourth television series uh, in the MCU um, produced by Marvel Studios, and it's the first animated series. Um, So the series explores alternate timelines and the multiverse that show what would happen if major moments from the MCU films occurred differently. Um, So you have Jeffrey Wright as the narrator and the star as the watcher. Um, and uh, alongside many MCU film actors reprising their their roles uh, uh, at a voice acting capacity, obviously. And um, the first se- first season just wrapped up on October 6th, and it's it's canon. It's part of phase four of the MCU. Um, and we have learned that a second season is expected to premiere uh, as early as uh, 2022. Um, so right off the bat. Mike, what did you think of what if overall? Well, I, you know, it's funny because even though uh, the episodes all had the theme of things changing, uh, it wasn't like they were all one show, like, um, you know, the uh, WandaVision or um, the Winter Soldier. Um, they, They were you know, didn't have a common theme necessarily, except for this watcher. He had that kind of almost 1950s narration in the beginning um, that he's the watcher. And, uh, but he really didn't have a big role until the later episodes, except for just saying he's watching and then kind of giving it his thoughts at the end. Um, But uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of up and down. Um, uh, The, the first episode, I'm a big fan of Agent Carter. So I kind of enjoyed seeing what she would be like if she was Captain America was left saying, I'd rather have Steve Rogers be Captain America, but still it was, you know, uh, interesting. She was Captain Carter because she was British, uh, Captain America. But if she got the serum and she ended up getting those powers, um, uh, but over, you know, but basically I know we're going to go through each episode, uh, a little bit uh, later, so I won't, won't do that right now. So I just say overall, it's, 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 it's up and down, but definitely on the positive side, definitely like, an overall B plus A minus uh, kind of place where some of them were nice A pluses and a few of them were like yeah, C plus. Yeah, I have to 
agree basically with most of what you said. I, I, I felt like since it's an anthology series, um, where, like you mentioned, it's, it didn't really have a uh, continuous narrative until the end where they, they kind of tied it up and created a bigger story that, that, that included a lot of, a lot of the characters from uh, some of the episodes uh, that we'll get, uh, we'll get into that. But um, yeah, it's, it was a mixed bag and like any anthology series, like, you know, the twilight zone or, uh, um, well, I don't know. I can't think of another one off the top of my head. I, there are many of them, <laughs> but there's always, there's always going to be episodes that you like more than others naturally. Um, and, uh, I think with this one, uh, they took a big, well, I don't know if it's a big risk. I mean, any, anything Marvel puts out, I think is pretty, uh, foolproof because they have a they're running off of a record of all these films and shows that have done monumentally well i mean historically well uh, so i think they they're able to get into uh, to to get into ip that that's lesser known i mean like i mentioned from the top you know the what if series it was a comic book series um there were sort of you know one off uh comics that would present, you know, a scenario, a what if scenario. And, uh, I think Marvel studios, uh, I think was smart to do it as a animated series. I think it only works as an animated series. I think it would be hard to, um, uh, bring back a lot of these yeah, actors. I mean, it was big. Absolutely. I mean, they could even get all of them back as voice actors. Um, I was actually impressed that they were able to get as many as they did back, uh, to reprise their roles. Um, but, uh, I think this is a cool sort of section uh, and medium that Marvel Studios is getting into uh, uh, this animated world because it's a chance for them uh, to introduce stories like this that they would never get the green light for for live action. But um, they'll they'll be able to tell these stories and and they can uh, and if there's a popular episode or one they think that might work, maybe they'll s slip those characters in into the cinematic universe. So I think uh, as a concept and as uh, a whole sort of uh, introduction into the animated uh, universe, so to speak, of the MCU, I think it, overall it, it was a positive, positive for me um, and, and it worked pretty well. Uh, just certain singular episodes were uh, were, were sort of weaker than others. And, and, and there were some that really stood out. Um, and we'll get into that. Yeah. I, I think that you can obviously see that, um, the production, you know, the animation, uh, consistent throughout, you know, there's, they, they didn't switch anything up there. They were, they had the same people. Um, I don't, I didn't look to see if they had the same directors. I'm assuming they wouldn't that, you know, they would want a different director, the different, um episodes as well as the story writers so you know you you did definitely have uh, a different vibe or feel with what they were doing and, and and where they were going some episodes were very dark some were very rather humorous um and silly uh and you know so you can kind of see that um and it's also interesting when you flip it with disney's other uh huge well-known uh acquired universe <laughs> of star wars where Star yeah. Wars has uh, long had rather successful and well-liked animated series. 
yeah. and 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 the Disney produced produced live series outside of Mandalorian uh, have been a mixed bag as far as the reception from the fans. But the 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 animated series are, are pretty much universally liked by the target audiences, you know, whether they be younger or older audiences. Uh, and this is the first time now they're like, well, let's try this with you know all the things we can do in Marvel with animated series. It was a it was a good way to do it because they got to really explore a lot of different storylines. Well, I just I just looked it up and it, it was directed by the same person. Oh, really? Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, Brian Andrews. Yeah, Brian Andrews. He is the one who directed all. Of, okay, I knew he was kind of in charge, yeah. but I wasn't sure if he directed every episode. He directed every episode, and obviously he worked on Clone Wars and and Samurai Jack, uh, and and he and he's. And he's worked on, uh, uh, let's see, Avengers. He worked on Avengers Endgame at some capacity, mm-hmm. it looks like, and uh, and Doctor Strange. But yeah, so he directed every episode, and every episode was written by um, AC Bradley. Uh, she wrote for Troll Hunters. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So she's, yeah. Well, I just got blown out of the water. I really thought they were a lot. That, that's a lot of range there. I'm thinking this had to be yeah. different people. You know, Matthew but, Chauncey, yeah. Uh, sorry, but Matthew Chauncey was another writer. Okay. So every episode basically was either written by AC Bradley or Matthew Chauncey. And uh, it looks like a, a couple episodes, they, they worked in tandem. Okay. So basically, yeah, two writers, two consistent writers and a consistent director. But yeah, I, I agree. Uh, they did a good job of, uh, you know, mixing up the, the animation and, uh, you know, with all the different stories, like giving each one their own sort of like uh aesthetic mm-hmm. uh so to speak um and some again work b- better than others uh but i feel like overall uh it looks like they were able to sort of um be creative and and take some chances yeah and um, yeah just like try things basically yeah and again with the with all this multiverse stuff happening in the in the marvel universe there's really no right or wrong you could do uh it's you can throw anything against the wall and see what sticks and yeah it's uh, it's interesting it's uh i mean not, we could do a whole episode on multiverses or or uh, alternate realities and everything you know star trek has has gone down oh we're gonna reboot you know and uh the x-men series has done different ideas with uh we go we go back in time and change stuff or we have alternate realities and um you know there are uh, Star Wars fans thinking, oh, maybe they'll have a, you know, they'll try to reboot some of the, the prequels or the sequels, you know, and and change those up. Who knows? Um, but uh, it, it gives you this carte blanche. We can do whatever we want uh, because we have a multiverse and we can just say whatever happens. You know, basically every possibility is supposed to be out there. So there's yeah. the sky's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it also gives you flexibility to retcon stuff that maybe didn't work before. Um, and I think we might see some of that maybe more so in the, in the DC universe with flashpoint, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll get there when, when that comes. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're not going to get into each and every episode, but I just wanted to highlight, uh, maybe what were some of your favorite episodes that, uh, that stood out to you? Well, I think, and, uh, just from talking to you before we, we both, uh, kind of really liked the last couple of episodes. Um, so, yeah. uh, I won't go there. We can talk about those. Um, but, and I, and I did mention, you know, I'm a fan of Captain Carter, uh, well, uh, agent Carter, who was Captain Carter. So I kind of liked that one. Um, but it's, uh, some of the other ones, you know, 
uh, it's I'm just I'm looking through them right now and and thinking about them, you know, and which ones that I I really liked uh, the most. Um, I, I think the Doctor Strange one would probably be, and and the uh, the one with um, T'Challa, um, the Black Panther, uh, Black Panther, yeah. and his he he became Star Lord. So so basically, he was the one that they accidentally. Uh, I always I always tease my daughter because I can't remember his name, like Xanadu or whatever his name was. Yondu, 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 close enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, not even. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, came and 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 got T'Challa uh, by mistake um, a, a, instead of uh, uh, the real Star Lord, and how he has such, such a well uh, raised, virtuous. Uh, man that that he you know like tamed even thanos and everything and the whole universe was kind of that was great yeah it it was almost it was almost like this conflict-free kind of there really wasn't you know um a lot wrong going on uh for him because of how things you know were created so well Uh, and it just like it was really one of the only ones where we actually fixed things i suppose you could say instead of caused problems with the changes um the other one that uh like i mentioned is the uh the one with dr strange and the idea that he loses his heart instead of his hands and his heart being um his love interest uh she dies and he uh does an interesting thing it's it's been done before as far as like time loops and star trek and stuff where he just keeps going back over and over and over and trying to correct it and and this this idea he faces a there's just some things you can't change no matter what you do you're going to get the same result every time which is basically her death um until he you know warps that reality to such an extent that it's you know no longer even recognizable um but it was just a really cool idea it was really done you did have um the original voice of um uh cumberbatch you know was the the voice and i i you know and, and that's that's an iconic voice. That's uh, one of those voices of God kind of voices that he has. So it's kind of nice that he, that he did it instead of someone else trying to do it. Um, yeah. So I'd say those two were, you know, st- stood out for me. Yeah. I, again, I think I have to agree with you. I definitely doc the, and it's a popular answer. I think, you know, the Dr. Strange episode, I think is probably the most widely critically acclaimed uh, episode out of the series. Um, and again, yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with, like you mentioned, Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, mm-hmm. performance um, and, uh, you know, the story being so, so emotional and then seeing Strange Supreme, like seeing that evolution uh, to Strange Supreme was, you know, the, everything from the animation to the score to uh, the the writing, I think. This was the episode where all phases uh, of uh, of 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 the production like came together so beautifully, mm-hmm. um, and was a really poignant episode. Um, you know, where some episodes just felt like, uh, you know, oh, we had fun with that, and you know, it's forgettable. Uh, this one had real ramifications. You know, where the you know the the ancient one had to split strange <laughs> into two different, you know. <laughs> uh strangers uh using you know the dark magic uh and uh and and seeing at the end how 
you know, the, the strange Supreme had to, you know, at the end grieve alone. Uh, and it was, it was really a, a fascinating episode. Uh, and, uh, and again, the, the, the T'Challa episode was, was great too, because uh, again, Chadwick Boseman, I mean, g- getting his final performance before, you know, uh, that were yeah yeah i was glad that there was i didn't realize he would be voicing all of the times that t'challa was in and he was in more than just that episode and to have that just as a you know we ha- we have his voice we have him performing uh you know um his character t'challa one more time uh it's just great you know that it wasn't yeah, it just was- the, the, the movies that we had we had more yeah absolutely so it was it was nice getting to revisit uh him uh, and, uh, he knocked it out of the park and, and it was awesome. I mean, most of the voice cast with, I mean, you had Josh Brolin playing Thanos, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, the Thanos character was great in this one. Um, uh, Michael Rooker was Yondu, Benicio del Toro as the collector, Kurt Russell, uh, even there came the, in, I mean, there was, at the end and they're iconic yeah. kind of voices. I mean, like all of them have voices or you hear them talk and you're like, Oh yeah, that's Rooker. You know, I mean that raspy yeah. voice, you know, that, and, and, uh, yeah, they're they're all the, um, the Del Toro. I mean, he's <laughs> I suppose you can yeah. imitate him a little easier, but still, he was sure. just so surreal in his performance. I, I loved it. So it's yeah, kind you of can nice tell him back. Yeah, you can tell he had fun with that because the 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 <laughs> this is a very different collector than the one in yeah. the, in the films. Yeah, um, so you can tell he was just chewing up the the scenery. Um, um, yeah, and I and I liked um, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, I don't I don't remember if Loki was in this episode, but he was in a few episodes, and that was uh, nice to have him doing that too. Absolutely, and yeah, we had Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger too. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, later on, yeah. So it was. It was great. Again, it's great that they were able to get the, the cast that they did. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Those are probably my my two two favorites other than, um, like you mentioned briefly, the last two episodes. I think I think the series uh, ended pretty strong. Yeah. Um, uh, because they were able to, first of all, introduce uh, a reality where Ultron won, which is <laughs> just fascinating to think about. Um, and uh obviously the last episode being what if the watcher broke his oath so that having to you know where ultron wins and we know that since from the movies that ultron wanted to destroy humanity uh because within five minutes of being online he he decided that humanity uh was not worthy of living anymore because of of how, you know, I guess destructive we are. Uh, yeah. A la Skynet, uh, you know, just like, uh, we're just going to kill the people. <laughs> yeah. The right, ultimate Terminator. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, thank God, you know, there, we have a watcher who, who was able to see this and, and, uh, you know, you, you, you start to see as the series goes along, um, uh, you know, the watcher has a conscience. I mean, he has feelings, he has emotions and, and, he couldn't stand to not do anything in this, in this case. Uh, so, uh, it was, yeah, I heard that the comics were not that way, that he was a little bit more of a standoffish. Uh, yeah. From, from what I, from what what I read, you know, I haven't seen the comics personally, but from what I read and, uh, he really became a character in these two, because at the end of, um, episode eight, when, when Ultron wins, Ultron discovers the multiverse and starts messing with things that 
the watcher never saw like this it was almost like wait you you can do whatever you want in your universe but now you're you're jumping around and messing with things and this is not supposed to be this way and that's when he starts to question you know uh his oath like can i can i do anything and he gets called out by um uh wasn't it um shoot uh one of the uh, oh uh um not scarlet witch but um trying to remember he gets called out by um oh shoot we'll have to edit this out black (laughs) Black widow black Black widow Widow, right yeah black Black widow Widow calls him out and it's like you know you just stand there and you have this power to stop things it's it's a classic kind of like yeah she's like did you did did you eat popcorn did you make popcorn (laughs) while yeah yeah Yeah. so it's a classic kind of like if god was just this uh, this distant god who just watched everything and how cruel it would be for him to not help you know and and those questions people have with their faith you know they threw that at him and then you know obviously we know what happens in the last episode because it's the title the watcher what if the watcher broke his oath so his oath of just being a an observer um is broken and he gathers this kind of like what if avengers ensemble you know like we get this and he like and they all get called you know like in this kind of like well i'm just taking you with me you know and he goes and he grabs them all out of where wherever they are and um it's kind of like the magnificent seven you know going around and get these different people that are going to be perfect and it's really neat because of how you know and spoiler alert how um killmonger is chosen because that we need somebody to do the bad thing uh, for mm-hmm. it all to work out. Um, and so he had to have him there. He had his role, which was really just to, what you know, he thought he was messing it up, but he was really, it was a necessary evil, almost the Judas of the whole thing uh, sure. in order to make it all work. Yeah. And, and yeah, going back to the, the, the Ultron episode, it's, it's amazing. To, like you really get to see like how uh, just changing one thing, you know, has such a huge effect. I mean, it, it destroyed the universe. I mean, you have a scene where Thanos appears with, you know, four of the stones and Vision's like, Oh, that's interesting. And just splits them in half. Yeah. That was just like, Whoa, how did he do that? Yeah. You know, wait a minute. And, uh, you know, yeah, that was, it's like, man, I know. Right. It's like, man, what if, you know, it made me think of like infinity wars, like, man, if, if Scarlet witch, uh, you know, wasn't trying to take rip the soul stone out of vision and vision was able to just face Thanos head to head, you know, that, that might've been the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, what stone did, uh, Ultron did, didn't Ultron have more than just the, um, was it the, which stone was it? The power? Oh, sorry. It wasn't, I said the soul stone. It was the mind stone. Yeah. The mind right? stone yeah. and the mind stone. Yeah. Did, is that what he had when he split him in half or did he have more stones than that? Uh, I'll try. Uh, I want to. I think it was. I want to say. I want to say it was just the Mind Stone. Okay. Uh, maybe I have to. Don't quote me on that. Maybe I have to rewatch that episode. Yeah, again. I, but, I don't remember exactly yeah. because it, it's clear in, for instance, with Thanos that um, the Scarlet Witch um, and Captain Marvel uh, can handle him to a certain extent, except when he uses the Power Stone, and then he can overcome them. So I'm curious to see if uh, to go back and look to see if. Um, did Ultron have the power stone uh, or not? Yeah. From what I remember, I, I, you know, he definitely only used the mind stone to slow him in half. Cause it was like a beam. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. and I, and I, and I want to say that Thanos appeared with four of the stones on the gauntlet. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, re, you know, revisit that. Yeah, that's uh, it. Uh, yeah, listeners I was, to. I was to watching sure. with my Marvel expert daughter at the time, and she explained <laughs> it, and I don't remember what she said. So yeah, sorry about sorry about that. I should have. Yeah. I didn't think remember that coming up because it wasn't until you said it. I'm like, oh yeah, he split Thanos in half. That was that was just like wow, you just took that entire movie and like reduced it to uh, a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's it's amazing it, it, how much fun they had. Like you could tell these writers were like. You know, we were we were talking right before this, like they they kind of had like this ongoing thing of killing Tony Stark over mm-hmm. and over again. Uh, you know, becoming the the Kenny of the <laughs> MCU. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and you had um, uh, you know, another example of like you mentioned when we we're talking about the T'Challa episode, where you know, just with his words, Black Panther convinced Thanos not to use his stones, uh, and Thanos was just one of the guys, uh, really. Yeah, yeah, all of them, everybody, uh, all these these powerful characters were all just kind of you know like it was the gang of cheers or something we were all just kind of hanging out and uh you know and, and we're friends and we're subdued uh by t'challa star lord so yeah it was right that was interesting yeah and then just just to wrap up the, the the final episode um yeah i thought it was really uh, you brought up a good point where you know it's the watcher this character who is infamous for for just being the watcher where he does not involve himself in any conflict. His job is just to, you know, be the, to retain all the stories of all the, the universes. And, um, and he, he's just on the sidelines. Yeah. I'm not even sure what his role is because he can't interfere. So he's just kind of looking and I don't know, like when does he enter, you know, when does he have a, you know what I mean? Like if you can't do anything really in the, yeah. in the comics, like he, he, he really just watches. I mean, yeah. there, there, there are. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there are comics where he's intervened before. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but but usually he's he's a character that appears for like you know a page here or there, um, where he's just sort of you know telling you know giving information, doing sort of an exposition dump, <laughs> you know, because he he has all the knowledge and knows all the stories, right? So he's basically there for exposition. But in this one, it's like, I'm, I'm glad they kind of introduced the idea of like, well, if you, even if this was the, your responsibility, if you, if you were a, a being with, with, uh, with a conscience, uh, with, with, uh, you know, any sort of, uh, free will, could you watch, you know, all these atrocities, you know, happen in all these different universes at some point, you know, you're, you're going to have to break, right? You're either going to be become numb and your conscience is, is broken or it's your, it's your conscience is going to eat at you. And, and at some point you're going to, going to have to, you know, use common sense instead of, uh, being loyal to some sort of, uh, arbitrary oath that you had to make. Um, it's, 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 it's a cool way to, to you know and and obviously like i kind of knew they were like having jeffrey Wright, you know narrate it like i had a feeling that the watcher was going to be more than just a narrator because he's a pretty you know he Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's a pretty big get i mean he and 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 we're seeing him become like a bigger and bigger star like he's gonna he's playing jim gordon and the new batman uh and obviously he was uh, in the westworld series uh if, if you know for for anyone who was a fan of that show um, but it's, it's cool to see, 
that that character uh, gets to create the Guardians of the Multiverse. It's funny that he <laughs> chose the characters. Mm-hmm. That he, like, if you could pull any character from any universe, like, yeah, you have to choose these guys, right? You, know, you got the Party Thor and the, uh, you know, yeah. you, you have like uh, uh, the Black Panther Killmonger and, and all that. Like, it, it's it's an interesting team. Yeah, yeah, those two guys received their pose. And, and you had the two women were really the kind of like the strong organizational uh, with Black Widow and, and Captain mm-hmm. uh, Carter. Um, you know, kind of like the strong characters of the whole thing, and really the linchpins. I mean, they uh, were even though they well, she has her her Captain America powers, but uh, certainly when you uh, they you have Black Widow is just a human being who's really talented. Uh, you know, so you, it's, and they were the big saviors of the whole thing. Uh, it was kind of funny to see uh, T'Challa, Star Lord. He's basically just jumping around yeah. and shooting his guns. I mean, it's kind of like. You're a guy with talented guns. You're kind of like Hawkeye with guns. I don't know. You know like, what are you really doing? Uh, especially against right. what you're facing. You know, this isn't somebody who hasn't faced a ray gun before. Um, you know, and then and Thor, uh, you know, had his role. But he, it was just funny how you had the, we're going to see the conflicts when we throw all these people together. But ultimately, through the common goal of getting everything back to what it should be and defeating evil, except for... Um, the killer, um, I forgot his, uh, sorry, the, uh, Killmonger. Yeah. Killmonger. Um, yeah. Uh, I had to ask my daughter <laughs> who that was too. So who was Killmonger? Oh, okay. Yes. I wasn't really used to him being called Killmonger. Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know, like, I'm like, why is he here? He's just going to mess everything up. And then seeing how uh, thinking, Oh, see, he is messing everything up, but it was necessary. But I just liked how they kind of like, we're going to do a, kind of an Avengers episode with a different group of Avengers. Uh, and how that worked. Yeah, out. no, I uh, and calling them the Guardians yeah. of the Multiverse, right? Uh, was kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxies because they kind of had that ragtag kind of thrown together group of people uh, that we associated them with the Guardians. Absolutely, of the yeah. No, that was that was fun, and I thought it was a uh, um, a great way to like wrap up the the first season, giving giving it somewhat of a an, an arc. Um, and uh, it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see now. You know the the watcher has broken his oath, and when we whenever we do get a season two, that is the plan. Uh, I, I feel I, they are developing season two. Uh, we interested to see um, how they deal with his character moving forward, whether he goes back to the sidelines um, or if he stays uh, stays involved. Right. And what? And how can they call him the Watcher? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna have to change <laughs> his name. Yeah, <laughs> and will and will he have to face any consequences? I mean, uh, for breaking the oath, right? Yeah, who's higher than him? That yeah, that uh, uh, you know holds him to this oath. Um, I was thinking too of the the episodes uh, that I didn't like, and I don't want to spend a, a ton of time on each one. Sure, yeah, talked about the ones we did like, but. Um, there was, there was just a hand, and I'm not saying I didn't like them. I just had some problems with them a little bit. One was the, the zombie yeah. episode, um, the, where, uh, there was a, a pandemic of, of, of zombies that was easily spread basically because, uh, once you infected, um, uh, the wasp and them, they were just so small. They just infected everybody. Um, but basically the Avengers got affected and then they just were unstoppable as zombies. Um, and that was interesting. I, I didn't like the way people were getting killed off, but I, I got it. Like you, you don't want to see people, 
heroes and, and characters you like die, but that's part of you know the sure story watching that that happens obviously um so you you accept that okay this is a zombie episode i get that um but the fact that there wasn't really an ending they just kind of like okay here we are what are we going to do next they got down to scarlet witch and uh captain carter i believe and yeah and we just don't know what happened like we just what are we going to do um and uh so i i i didn't you know i think we when we you and i were talking earlier we both agreed that that would have been more of a series that would have been good than trying to put it as episode yeah because the comic book it's a fun comic book series i mean there's a comic book series called marvel zombies and and yeah i think as a standalone episode it it didn't really do it enough justice i mean there were some cool scenes i mean they really it was really gory i mean I, they really went went for it on this one yeah I, yeah oh sure yeah if they're gonna do zombies they're gonna do you know do it right i mean that's what people who like zombies want the want the, the gore and the you know, I mean, it wasn't like they saw like a lot of brain eating or anything. But no, the, but the zombies looked really horrific. Yeah, for for a Marvel property, they, it was <laughs> kind of more than you usually see uh, yeah. in that department. The the Killmonger episode where he rescues Tony Stark. I, I guess like one of the things is like, how did they get that off the ground? Like when you first mention it, like, well, let's say we like instead of Tony Stark developing Iron Man, Killmonger rescues him, and you know, my first reaction is. Yeah. So what? Like, okay. So why is that how we're going to have Iron Man not become Iron Man? Like how it just it just seems like a, a strange kind of like out there. It doesn't sound that interesting. I'm not a big fan of Killmonger, so maybe that's a little bit of my bias um, as a as a bad guy. He wasn't one of my favorite bad guys. So I guess even though I I, I thought it was well well done for the concept they have, the concept itself didn't really interest me as much as the other ideas like, Oh yeah, I want to see how that works. And that also kind of goes along with um, the episode that these are all three episodes in a row. So it's, it, they weren't, <laughs> it was, I was really happy when we got to the Ultron episode That's because um, the, the third in a row was when Thor was a child, which is kind of like the, the slapstick goofy uh, episode that they had where the, everything happening was kind of fun. Even the battle between uh, Thor and Captain Marvel was, is, as epic as it was, it was, you know, just two people who couldn't hurt each other um, going back and forth. But um, it was, it, it was kind of goofy. And it's also like, what if Thor were only a child? It's kind of like, yeah, he kind of was. I mean, you know, when you, when you first meet him in the first Thor, he's not exactly Mr. Mature. I mean, when, when dad is um, not looking, he wants to go off and, you know, uh, mix it up with the frost giants you know as is like you know some sort of vengeful teenager or something and it wasn't really well thought out and he just kind of went in there and did it and um you know got everybody in trouble so you know it's like what with thor for only a child it's kind of like okay like let's make him even more mature than he already was it was you know it wasn't that big of a leap and it wasn't that interesting my favorite part really was the the, the okay let's watch Captain Marvel and Thor fight. These are yeah, the that was powerful. Cool. Uh, you know, heroes we have, and it was interesting because um, I'm thinking, okay, who's you know? I mean, Thor is always kind of up there as the guy that can kind of handle everybody to a certain extent. Um, but Captain Marvel, I mean, she's like you know, riding through spaceships and just you know, so this she should be able to handle him. And then she says, well, if I took him out. I would take out half the earth too. So 
I can, I'm trying to hold back and, you know, use as little of power as I can to stop him. Um, so that was a, an interesting kind of reveal. Like she kind of tells you, this is what will happen yeah. if I actually, you know, use all the power I can to, to, to destroy him. Yeah, I think with, yeah, with, with that episode, I agree. It was kind of the more forgettable episodes for me. Um, I think they just, it was an interesting way to to present Thor as if, you know, what if like he didn't grow up with Loki? I mean, I guess that's how he would turn out. I mean, I feel like they probably could have uh, done something more interesting with that. Um, but it was, yeah, well, even Loki showed up and he was a goofball. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this was like, yeah, this was like Ferris Bueller's day off. This was like Thor's day off. Right. It was this, an excuse to do like yeah. a, a comedic episode and, and I can appreciate that. But yeah, it was uh, compared to, the the stronger episodes that we we just talked about um it, it didn't really stand out that much um yeah and and yeah the the killmonger episode i agree it, it was it was okay um I, I killmonger is actually one of my favorite villains um but okay well we differ on that yeah, yeah but uh i do agree that um it was sort of uh uh an interesting way again like to include you know him as the guy who saves tony and and uh, you know, it, it just felt like like they just needed to introduce Killmonger in some way for the ending, um, and it, this was this was their way of doing it. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, they did want him in there, uh, and he's obviously is a popular uh, villain. Yes, um, yeah, you know, absolutely. the fact that they brought him in there and they wanted to um, have him be have his own kind of episode and then be part of the final two episodes, or at least, no, the final episode. Yeah. The second and everyone you know wants him back for uh black panther 2 well, wakanda forever mm-hmm. and uh you know there, there's no uh official announcement of him reprising his role in that film but uh it's it there are rumors that he will be in that movie at some capacity um but nothing official so i i think and you said the that he that actor did reprise his role or no he did and yeah and michael b jordan yeah he did yeah yeah he did voice that's what i thought yeah um yeah my my least favorite episode was probably the first one it was probably the captain carter one i know you like that one because you like uh-huh. the character i like the character too but i felt like being the first episode you know being the first one out the gate to to present this sort of uh uh series uh and story uh and these stories i i felt like it, it didn't have any earth shattering you know universe shattering i guess you should say uh ramifications i mean she captain carter was basically as good as captain america and and kind of accomplished all the same things uh had to fight hydra and and all that sort of stuff so i guess for for a first episode um and kind of like a narrative standpoint it didn't really i don't think it was as creative as some of the other episodes were um so for me i think that was the most forgettable one and, and the one I was like, okay, that was kind of interesting, I guess. But uh, I think her character definitely shined more in, in the, in the last episodes. Yeah. 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 I think you can kind of see what they were doing when you look at the way they lined up, they didn't want to go too dark, too fast. Sure. So, you know, they give us, you know, the bland, but you know, interesting, as you say, uh, you know, not that much different. Um, but it's just basically, it's almost like, what if Captain America were a woman is basically it, you know, same thing, but it's just a woman and a British woman instead of an American man. Um, 
But then you get the T'Challa, which is kind of a feel good kind of thing before we go dark and, and it gets progressively darker. You know, first the mightiest heroes fall. Um, and then you have the, the watching Dr. Strange just, you know, deteriorate throughout that movie. And then in zombies, you're seeing the, you know, the violent uh, destruction of, of your heroes as zombies, which is, is a lot worse than, uh, when they were taken out, uh, by pin. Um, and then the T'Challa episode was also, you know, had a really dark turn. Oh yeah. And so you had these three dark ones. And then you had kind of the comedy relief, you know, the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of, of uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, the whole series where, well, let's just, before we get into Ultron winning, which is pretty dark, let's just have a comedy relief episode and then we're going to go back. So th- I think that they were mapped out on purpose that way so that people were like, if they started with those dark ones, it might have turned people off like, oh my gosh, what are they really? So we're going to go light first and draw you in a little bit yeah no that's that's a good point i didn't really think of it that way but um yeah i'm sure that that had to go into consideration how they were going to order these things um because there's no other nothing else i mean i'm not saying i'm right but there's no chronological there's no there's none none of them follow another one except for the last two exactly there's really no reason to put them in any any sort of order the last two have to be there because they the characters were already introduced and they did follow it. So it was a part one, part two episode. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah. So before, uh, we wrap up here, I just wanted to, uh, do something a little fun, uh, introduce some popular, what if, uh, fan ideas, uh, and, and maybe if Mike, if, if you had any, uh, you wanted to present, um, you can throw those out there, but, uh, what I'll throw out, throw out first is, um, what if Winter Soldier killed Tony Stark instead of his parents? Now, see that that that. So if Tony Stark died and you have Howard surviving, you know how 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 do you envision Howard? You know, possibly navigating those waters. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting because I would be focused on Howard. You know, his his wife isn't was not really uh, ever a character that we really see, so. Um, and would, where would he take Stark Industries? Would he have some sort of opportunity to dabble in the, uh, Iron Man technology that Tony, uh, discovered and, you know, and where would that go? And would he be, how bitter would he be about the loss of his son? And and would there be a, um, a winter soldier, you know, conflict Would there, would it, would it result in another kind of civil war? Would you go there? You know, but that's a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. There's a lot of things you could explore there. Yeah. The first thing I think of is like, I, I think of the flashpoint Batman, if you're familiar with that story where it's, it's sort of the same idea. It's, it's uh, in the DC multiverse. There is a universe where uh, Bruce Wayne gets killed instead of his parents and Thomas Wayne. He still, he becomes Batman eventually. So, mm-hmm. but he's a much more brutal and vengeful uh, uh, Batman. I mean, I know the Batman we know is brutal and vengeful, but <laughs> this is on another level. Like, you know, watching your little boy uh, die in front of you, um, you could just right. just imagine. And it's, yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. It's, a, it's a much different kind of vengeance um, when it's your own child and the motivations and the and the and the possibility for darkness right. and, and and bitterness to 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 overcome you. Not that it's not there for parents. Sure, I mean everyone can relate. You know, most of us. Uh, live long enough to to lose our parents and we kind of 
accept it as a part of life. Right. You never want to lose your child. It's just, you know, you're never supposed to bury your own child. So that's a whole different uh, storyline there. Yeah. And yeah. And then, and, and that flashpoint, uh, the, uh, Thomas Wayne's wife, Bruce Wayne's mother becomes the Joker in that storyline. So just imagine that. Oh, wow. that me. So, uh, you can imagine wow. like maybe Howard as you know, would become some version of Iron Man, maybe more like Iron Monger. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. and then maybe his, you know, his wife, you know, we know very, know very little about her, but maybe she would become, you know, a villainous character. I mean, again, being Howard Stark and having, all that technology at your disposal and, and being such an innovator, uh, you could easily imagine Howard Stark, uh, becoming, uh, an, an Iron Man sort of character, whether it's some, mm-hmm. more on the villainous side, more in that gray area. You, you would think he would be either more in that gray area because there's a lot of good in Howard Stark. We know a lot about that Howard Stark character. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, that, but, but he has the, like, just like his son, there's that, that kind of arrogance oh, yeah. um, and the corruption of riches and kind of stuff that would, that could go down a, a bad path. You know, um, it, it never happens. Um, both of them are innately, you know, good men, flawed, good men. It's a classic Marvel hero, you know, uh, but um, you could see if pushed, you know, hard enough, uh, just the very fact that you had a civil war with like really the, the best of, uh, the two fighting one another with Captain America and Iron Man. Um, there was a little bit of darkness on both sides. Oh, sure. That caused them to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would be, that would be an interesting uh, storyline to explore. Um, so another one I'll, I'll put out there is, is what if Quicksilver never died in Age of Ultron? Um, uh-huh. And in Endgame, instead of Hawkeye and Black Widow going to get the Soul Stone, where Black Widow, as we know, event, you know sacrificed herself. What if it was Scarlet Witch and Pietro Quicksilver who had to go get the Soul Stone? Um, uh-huh. So it would be another scenario where Scarlet Witch would possibly have to witness uh, Quicksilver dying in front of her. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what do you think? Do you think Scarlet Witch would be yeah. the one to sacrifice herself? Would it be Quicksilver? What, what are your I, thoughts I on that? I am such one? a fan of the I'm, yeah. I'm such a fan of the MCU. So uh, understand when I say like the the scene of uh scar of uh, black widow and hawkeye arguing over who's going to sacrifice themselves uh for the soul stone was one of the best it was just it was like incredible a, yeah. a, 11 years of or however many years when we first met the two of them you know 8 or so of of their friendship and and the different things they went through um and the the background of these characters you know the darkness that they have and then they're they're in that moment and they're like I'm going to redeem myself. I'm, I'm going to know I'm going, you know, and, right. You know, back and forth, back and forth. And, and, and as you know, a fan, not knowing which one is going to, you know, do it. And, um, but in the, you know, ultimately you're like Scarlet, Witch needed that and not Scarlet, Witch, excuse me, um, black widow. She kind of, she was searching for meaning mm-hmm. and she found it and in, in sacrifice. And, um, Hawkeye had family, you know, his family was coming back if this all worked out. So they would meet him. Um, but now you have this other thing. You have Scarlet Witch, who you think, well, she's going to be able to do it if she wants. And she's Scarlet she's Witch. That, she's that powerful. She's do something right. to her brother. But Quicksilver's pretty fast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so if he wants to go down the cliff, she's going to have to be pretty quick. It's not, so that would have been a whole 
interesting kind of slow mo, especially if they did in slow motion. Oh yeah, like they did the the the, the scene in the kitchen, you know. Right. With, uh, Quicksilver, it was like one of my favorites. If I could time in the bottle, they don't, though they wouldn't want to play that music. Yeah. Um, but you know, having her trying to stop him and him trying to get over the cliff and, and her trying to stop him so she could do it first or whatever. Um, you know, that would, that would have been quite an, and also the emotional aspect of it. Cause you would have had the buildup. You would have oh, had absolutely. the relationship continue to play out, you know, throughout, uh, the, the movies instead of him kind of being gone kind of early i mean he was introduced and he was gone um so i like that one uh and when i um when i was looking at that idea i i was thinking that you were saying uh scarlet witch died and it was quicksilver but then when you know when we just read it i'm like oh okay no he's added to the mix and then you have the two of them going uh, to get the soul stone. Yeah. I love, I love that one. I really do. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I have my, yeah, my mind goes mainly to like Quicksilver <laughs> speed. I feel like he would just do it before she could even think. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. cause we see in age of Ultron, he was, he, he saved, you know, he saved her and then, uh, saved that. I think he saved the little boy. Right. Um, uh, yeah. If I remember, I haven't seen that movie in a while, but, but he's, he's, he's yeah, the well, one. I think to, he was shot because he went, went to save somebody like face. Right. Yeah. And yeah. He, uh, and he's just, he's shown us that he's willing to make that sacrifice play. And, um, and I'm sure Scarlet Witch would too, for, for the greater good, obviously. Um, but we see, I mean, obviously in WandaVision, I mean, her whole motivation, uh, is to bring back, bring her loved ones back. Uh, so if that were, if, if that were to play out that way, uh, I think WandaVision would still be a thing. You know, she would, she would be emotionally crushed. You know, seeing Quicksilver, uh, you know, die in front of her for the Soul Stone, um, and uh, if everything else carried on the same way with Vision uh, dying as well at, at her hands, um, I think Wanda Vision still plays out. You know, uh, yeah, oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, and, and I mean, it's interesting because she had all these losses throughout her life that kept on um, building and building and, oh, yeah. um, you know, her brother was definitely one of them, but he wasn't part of the Sokovia part of yeah. WandaVision. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't part of that. He got Sokovia gone. Yeah. Um, but vision was, you know, the one constant that she wanted to bring back. Um, so it would be interesting, uh, to see, you know, if WandaVision would be different, but we're, we're, we're talking a whole, like, you know, shows in themselves, some of these things that you're, you're putting out there. One of the things that I was thinking of, which is kind of a simple thing, but uh, what if the roles of Thor and Loki were reversed? Um, and and uh, you could do a, you could do reversals to any degree that you want, whether it's just that Loki was um, the favorite of um, Odin, Odin, and Thor was you know not is Thor's personality such that he? Uh, I don't think you change their personalities; you just change their sense of. Uh, right and wrong and there's their sense of um you know entitlement uh thor was more like you know uh okay you yeah. know if this is given to me but he wasn't seeking after it so much and so if he was more uh still the immature you know punch before um thinking kind of guy uh but with a more devious bent um and you have kind of a uh a slick uh stylized you know um, you know, good moral compass Loki. Uh, so kind of the Loki yeah. that we ended up with, at the end right? Of the yeah. <laughs> but but more from the beginning. And so you know, 
And but you could take it to the point where, or maybe you have Thor is a frost giant who's adopted, and Loki is uh, the natural son. You know, so that you have the reversal even more so. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things you could do, and just to see what would happen. Yeah, I think I think we would just get Fat Thor if that was the case. Like, you know, <laughs> the, the, the Thor, eventually, right? yeah, the Thor, the Thor we basically see in and uh, uh, and in, in Infinity War and Endgame uh, uh, until you know until he gets the I forgot the name of his new hammer, uh, but oh gosh, yeah. yes. So anyway, yeah, we all know. I think I think we would just. Yeah, I think Thor, you know. Uh, he ne- like you mentioned, he never really wanted the throne. You know, he didn't ever seek, uh, you know, the, the to be king um, mm-hmm. of Asgard. Uh, he just wanted to, you know, to make his parents proud and, um, you know, be a warrior. He loved fighting and and, and he loved uh, yeah. he just loved being a part of the fight. Um, and uh, I think if he were ever abandoned by his father or felt like he was the you know, the, the black sheep, I think you're, you're either going to get fat Thor or, you know, party Thor. <laughs> that we <laughs> yeah. seen what if, uh-huh. uh, I don't think you would get yeah, like an evil, uh, Thor in that. Yeah. It would, yeah. it would be interesting. You'd, you'd, you have to see, cause even party Thor wasn't bad. He just was stupid. Right. Um, uh, which was kind of always kind of like how you labeled Thor is just not all that bright. Um, it's a comparative to Loki. Uh, but if you, you would have to have some sort of maniacal, like, like, what do we look like as a selfish, um, you know, is it like, like you're saying, I, I see what you mean. If, if he has these negative traits, these evil traits, he would end up just being um, lazy and fat or, you know, just doesn't care. And then, and then get in the same kind of trouble maybe that he did get to. So maybe we did get a little taste of it. Yeah. And um, what if Thor were just a boy? Yeah. Well, here, here's a, here's a fun one. Uh, so what if the Hulk, what if his powers worked the opposite way? What if, Every time he got mad, he would turn to Bruce Banner. <laughs> so basically, if he's in a, okay. if he's in a fight, you know he's got to keep a level head, uh, <laughs> or he's going to become weaker and weaker. So <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, you, you can't allow, you can't take all the the blows personally. You know? Yeah, the sun, the sun, he, he would, the sun's getting real low. He'd have to hear that a lot. You know, maybe have that repeated to him <laughs> constantly. Yeah. The, the, and that would be like, yeah, um, Black Widow would be like, you know, you know, calming him down so he becomes the Hulk. Yeah. Um, instead, <laughs> instead of the opposite thing. That would, I would, I'd have to work out the mechanics of that because, you, you know, it's almost like, this is weird. You know, how does that, you know, how does that even work? And, you know, and, and, you know, he's sitting there and he's all upset, you know, and it's like, this isn't working. I'm too upset. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like this Zen monk kind of uh you know hulk and that of course takes away from his personality because he's almost like he, he's uh what did we call the 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 medium hulk that uh professor hulk professor hulk yeah. you know that was kind of him like when <laughs> they went back in time and he's like yeah. you know he tried exactly. to be all mad and it just <laughs> wasn't working for him. yeah that's kind of what i think you'd have except you know uh if he got that one never got mad but if he did uh he would have turned back into bruce Banner. yeah i think yeah i think I, I agree with you i think he would eventually end up in the same spot where he would ha- find a happy medium between mm-hmm. bruce banner and the hulk so i think he would still have to find that balance but i think on the way there he would have to do a lot of uh yeah meditation <laughs> so you know maybe yeah. he would probably have to practice a lot of you know probably get into some sort of martial arts you know kind of be like bruce lee just sort of like you know just 
yeah. who's very confident, knowing, you know, your your enemy and, and knowing what moves you're going to do instead of like just being the Hulk, knowing that you're basically indestructible uh, and just being yeah. getting stronger and stronger the, the matter you get. You know, in this case, you know, you'd have to like just be smooth and, and calm and it would be, yeah, it would be a very different Hulk. Hulk would not smash in this <laughs> scenario. Uh, not, not like, yeah, not out of anger. It would be more like, the, well, I guess I got to use my strength. There. <laughs> right. You know, uh, kind of control, almost like a, a Captain America kind of controlled, you know, kind of just, you know, doing it and using his skills, but it wouldn't be this kind of wild. He might even become more skilled because he has to be more of the, uh, in control right yeah and there would probably be a lot less uh, collateral damage uh exactly. around him yeah yeah more precise exactly <laughs> a precise hulk is a scary thing <laughs> oh yeah oh my goodness <laughs> uh yeah he probably would be able to beat thanos in that in that uh sort of uh, scenario um yeah um yeah the last one I'll, I'll throw out there uh which i think is really interesting and can go a number of different ways is what if the other half got dusted uh, when when Thanos uh, snaps his fingers, you know, what if uh, including Thanos himself, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the Thanos would have gotten dusted. Um, you would base Iron uh, Iron Man would have gotten dusted uh, and you would have surviving members like uh, Black Panther um, and uh, Scarlet Witch. Uh, so and, and you would have basically the heroes. uh left with the stones because if Thanos is dusted mm-hmm. um, that leaves you with the question of well okay who's going to wield the stones first of all and you would imagine like they would do the same thing as uh, the, the other heroes did as the Hulk uh, ultimately had to do is snap his fingers and bring everyone back um, so right. who would do it um, and uh, what would potential storylines or ramifications be of that. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, we know that it obviously wasn't random. They wanted the original Avengers to survive. So the original Avengers would take care of everything. Sure. And so now you're having all the new people there. And I think in order for it to be a real story with a, a you know, unless you're introducing something brand new, it, it is a little bit too easy. Like from my view of like, well, okay, one of us just has to get these, you know, grab all these stones or grab the gauntlet. and you know, undo it and it might kill us depending on who it is. Um, you know, or maybe Scarlet Witch does it and, you know, she's powerful enough to to be able to handle it. So there has to be something where um it's not that simple. Um mm-hmm. you know, maybe when Thanos um you know got dusted, uh his, the stones were dusted. You know, I don't know. Um I you know that that's off the top yeah. of my head. But something else there has to be some sort of some other you know, fly in the ointment, so to speak, that's going to mess things up um, that they have to overcome because if they're all just standing there and they're looking at the gauntlet, then it's, it's too easy. I mean, like it's, it's still, it's too short. It's just like, well, who's going to do it? Um, But the, cause the, you know, as we know, the, the Avengers face the idea that, well, Thanos destroyed them. So now we have to, right. What are we going to do? And, you know, if they had to go back in time, the problem with this one is, they don't have Tony exactly to yeah. help them figure that out. Yeah. So, but they would, so but they do have the stones. So like if, uh, let's say, yeah, so let's say they, the stones are there. Yeah. Yeah. So like you, like who would do it? I mean, first of all, like obviously any of them would be willing to do it. I mean, they're, they're all heroes. They're good people. 
they they want to do it for the greater good and mm-hmm. but you have to be powerful enough as you so even the hulk had a hard time you know uh wielding it yeah, and got a broken arm for a while that was like really strange. exactly so he, or sprained shoulder i don't know what he had. right it was really bad it, it was and and like you mentioned I, scarlet witch would probably be the one because i mean she almost beat thanos on her own so you know yeah. she she is probably powerful enough to 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 snap her fingers uh wielding the stones um yeah. and i could see a scenario where black panther is the one uh maybe developing some sort of wakandan technology like similar to the uh you know, to the glove, that, to the gauntlet that Tony made for himself to wield the stones. I'm sure Shuri in Wakanda could could do it mm-hmm. um, probably faster because we, as we know, Wakandan technology is way more advanced. Um, I think I like an idea, and this would add a, a level that would, uh, you could see a lot of interesting conflict where you almost have another civil war uh, thing going on where the gauntlet doesn't survive just the stones. And the different Avengers get the different stones um, and you have to unite them so that they, you know, cause they like, no, I'm going to be the one to do it. No, I, you ha- you know, and they have either you have two factions or three factions and you divide the stones a certain way and you are trying to see like, how are they going to resolve this? Cause they have to come to some sort of conclusion uh, amongst themselves uh, that we need to come together. But you know, they want to be, no, it's not going to be you. It's going to be me. You have to give me this. That would be an interesting, that would be very interesting way to play it out. Well, again, I would go yeah. back to Scarlet Witch because again, she still has lost so much to this point. And, and we know, you know, it, how WandaVision plays out. Like immediately, you know, she would be the one that's dying to get her hands on the stones to, yeah. to, to bring vision back if she could. Um, mm-hmm. to you know, and vision vision did not get dusted. So, uh, you you could imagine a world where maybe she wouldn't be able to bring him back. Um, uh, and then you would see sort of the same thing that we see at the end of WandaVision, where she becomes Scarlet Witch, and we don't know where her head's at, and we're gonna see where she's at at you know, in Doctor Strange, uh, the Multiverse of Madness, where it looks like she's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least for some portion of the film, the villain, um, you know, I think it kind of plays out the same way. She's probably going to try and bring back Pietro along with the half that got dusted. And I could see the conflict there where, you know, obviously at an end game, they all agreed you're going to snap your fingers and you're only going to bring back everyone that got dusted and change nothing else because right. they did not want to, you know, play that sort of game. Uh, and then we have an admission of the Hulk saying he did try to to get uh, Black Widow back, but he couldn't. Um, so you know for a fact that Black Widow would 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 try to get Vision and Pietro back uh, along with mm-hmm. everyone else. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I think yeah, Scarlet Witch <laughs> at the end of all, any of these scenarios, she it's, it seems like she she's always destined to be the Scarlet Witch as long as uh, you know she Vision. She loses vision and 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 Sokovia and Pietro, uh, but yeah, I think the best case scenario again, I think is if if Black, as we can see, Black Panther is just such a good hero, a good man, and and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because there's no guarantee. They don't really know if Scarlet Witch would survive, so they could have that where 
he's like, no, I'll be the one to sacrifice. Yeah. And, and, and also the, you know, you're going to try to do things maybe that isn't necessary. Uh, you know, we need to keep this just the people who are dusted and, and you have those different conflicts, but, um, back to, um, Scarlet Witch, I love the character. I love Elizabeth Olsen and how she does She's it. She's great. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see where they take it. Cause obviously with the ending of, um, and I know this isn't the, the secrets of Scarlet Witch, but <laughs> with the ending of that series, they're setting you up for more. They're like, look what she's doing now. and What's going to happen. Um, oh, yeah. So I'm excited to see uh, uh, what's next. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll end with, uh, you know, like we mentioned uh, in the beginning, what if is canon? Um, so do you think, you know, any of these what if characters or, uh, storylines are going to play any part in the cinematic universe. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of where they're going already. You know, with Spider-Man and, and the multiverse and different things. So, um, I, I just hope they, they've been masters at turning what could easily be chaos or badly done. Um, you know, uh, basically so many different characters, right. um, you know, these multi-character, these multi-star movies with, uh, even, even if it's not an quote unquote Avengers movie, you have like two thirds of the Avengers in the movie, you know? Right. And it never feels like one of those, well, you know, here, this'll be, you know, super, so, you know, Superman's theme and, and he's going to come in and we'll play his music and he'll do his shtick. And then, then we'll move on to the next superhero and they'll do their, th- you know, it's never feels that way in any of the Avengers movies. And, and when you have, you know, the ultimate in, um, uh, end game, you know, with, you're not left going like they're, they're just trying to fit everybody in. They have so many stars. It's not, it's long. So they took a long time, but, uh, I guess what I'm saying is I can see them doing it well because right now I can only see it being done badly. I mean, right, like, <laughs> right now, as I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking they could really mess this up. They sure. Could do it. They could get to, you know, because it could be so sloppily done. And I'm interested to see how they do say, let's not, you know, go over the deep end. Let's not get crazy. Let's just, you know, the the, the animated series was fun and that's canon. But those are all different contained universes that kind of came together for a little bit. But they all, you know, I don't think we ever dealt with any actual our universe people. It was always somewhere other, some other, you know, universe. They Mm -hmm. didn't when, excuse me. The Watcher came and chose everybody for the Guardians. He didn't come to our universe and, you know, the, the universe we know of and, and pull anybody out. It was all the, the other ones uh, that we had been introduced to through the series. So um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they did, you know, how they would say, well, let's just go here. Let's just go there. Or if one of our known characters visits another universe and, right. and what they experience. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they'll do. Um, again, pure speculation, but I, I think they'll maybe do some quick nods, you know, to the, to the show. Like maybe like I can see like in the Dr. Strange, uh, movie, uh, maybe we get like a brief glimpse of strange, uh, strange Supreme, you know, in there, um, not, not, no, not as a no, major character, but you know, as like a little cameo. Well, there's a theory that that is strange Supreme. In other words, oh, that, I have heard this theory. Yes. And, and yeah, Spider-Man, and I, I kind of like and it. Spider-Man, because, right? Yeah. 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 And the new Spider-Man, you have, uh, you know, Dr. Strange is kind of out of character for the rather, you know, when you watch the whole trailer and you're like, wow, yeah. he's 
doing something that's not very Dr. Strange. Like he's usually like, no, that's not a good idea. You just got to accept, you know, that's true. And yet he's going to, he's, he's doing this and it, 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 he seems more like the reckless Supreme, you know, than the Dr. Strange we know. Yeah, no, that, that I have heard that theory and, and that would be interesting if they went that route. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that, so that'd be a big nod. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. then this animated series plays a big role. Um, Right, right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, especially since it's an animated series, and they would, you know, these these kind of nods, you know, like, you know, we got nods to the different animated series in like Rogue One with Star Wars and stuff, where they pulled in different yeah. things from uh, Rebels and stuff like that, and and that was nice to see that it was all one big universe, and they weren't, you know, pretending the other one never happened. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, obviously, all the different live action movies were all very you know, well represented and we could very much tell this was all one big happy universe, you know, so to speak. Um, but to bring the animated one in since it's animated, yeah. it's different. So it's, it's a different, uh, you know, thing you're, you know, you, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they, how they, how they do it. I think they're definitely going to do it, but how they do it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the, them mentioning that it is part of phase four and it, it is Canon. I think they're, there will be some sort of tie-in. Um, yeah, the only way canon really matters is if there's crossover. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, what? Who cares? Yeah. Canon. Yeah, it's canon for that universe. Yeah. So, so, what? so whether it's um, yeah, so whether it's more like a Agents of Shield sort of thing where you know it's you don't really have to watch Agents of Shield to you know to see the cross you know to for the crossovers to to carry any weight. Um, mm-hmm. But you know there are some cool connections if you are if you do watch a show. Um, yeah, yeah. Or if it's something where, like you mentioned, if if it's like a strange supreme plays a major role in, in Spider Man or, or something like that, then and yeah, then definitely the animated series uh, would play an important part uh, of of this uh, this Phase Four. So yeah, like you said, it'll be interesting to see, and and it's it's all exciting stuff. And then uh, right. as we've witnessed so far with uh, uh, WandaVision, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, and then now what if uh, the series are, are, are going into, into some really cool parts of, uh, and Scarlet Witch. Got four of them. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's exciting. Um, yeah. So before we wrap up, uh, were there any final thoughts you had, Mike on what if, you know, I think we just, you know, just kind of did it. I, I, I think it's neat. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see if we have more of a, a series or just a bunch of standalone episodes in season two, you know, with the, 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 you know, did it was, the watcher breaking his oath wasn't a real what if he there's just one watcher right there's not one for every you know so that was a big deal so he either he didn't or he didn't you know and he did yeah so now we have a different kind of watcher and it's it'd be interesting to see if the whole thrust of the series turns into more of a episode uh that builds on each other more of a serial than just standalone yeah i think yeah and i think um what i'll say is the events of Spider-Man and, and Dr. Strange will probably have an effect on what if season two. Um, and if let's say the watcher appears in those films or the events of those films would affect, uh, you know, the watcher in any way, I think we'll see that in season two of what if, um, again, so there's more of that, that crossover between the cinematic universe and the, and the Disney plus, uh, streaming shows, um, which is obviously something that, that Marvel Studios is 
you know, really investing in, uh, investing heavily in. Yeah. And they know how to do it better than anybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As yeah. As, they're, as far as- they're still, they're, they're still number one and they're, they're, they're writing that, you know, as long as they can. Um, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see a live action watcher as Jeffrey Wright, you know, playing him. You know, you can, oh yeah. That'd be so cool. He'll have to shave his beard, yeah. but you know, yeah, we did. We, yeah, we did see the Watcher in one of the films. I want to say, was it one of the Guardian films? Where it, oh, did it was a Stan? Yeah, it was one of the Stan Lee cameos. Uh, I'm forgetting which movie it was. I think it was one of the Guardians films. But uh, okay, f- listeners, forgive me if I'm wrong. But anyway, there was a. There, it was one of the Stan Lee cameos, and he was uh, like on another planet, stranded on. He was an astronaut stranded on some planet with the Watcher. Actually, there were multiple watchers, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, mm. It was multiple people with big heads, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, the watchers didn't. I don't think they even. I don't think the watcher even had a line. But it was Stanley saying, you know, asking if he could get a ride back to Earth, and the watcher turns around. Um, so we had a little quick nod to the watcher uh, in the films before. But yeah, I think if you have a an actor of Jeffrey Wright's caliber. And you're able to bring him into the live action MCU. I think that's probably in the cards. Um, so yeah, that'd be that'd be cool to see. I'd love to see it. Um, so uh, that'll do it uh, for this episode. Um, but before we leave, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create secrets of movies and TV shows, including Gerard T, Buck and Julianne T, Daniel R, Mark A, and Gwen L. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of movies and TV shows and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. That's it from us. What did you think of Marvel's What If? Let us know by commenting on the show, posting at sqpn.com slash secrets or the StarQuest Facebook page. Or send us an email to secrets at sqpn.com. Until next time, Mike Dents, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Marvel's What If. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Thanks. Absolutely. And once again, I'm Andrew Hermes. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows on StarQuest. <laughs>